take a deep breath Take the higher road That's what they always say As if they know the way They won't take it from me But don't ever doubt yourself It's life and just a dream You make your own So kick and scream The people will like With a never-ending force You never had the chance So what you waiting for The day has come, my friend Cause this is war Greenwashing nutrition has become a major concern in recent years. With the rise of organic and plant-based diets, companies are increasingly using deceptive marketing practices to promote their products as healthier options than they actually are. This can lead to consumers being misled about the nutritional value of certain foods, leading to an unhealthy diet. As such, it is important for consumers to be aware of greenwashing tactics and to be able to identify when a company is trying to deceive them. By understanding these tactics and knowing what to look for, consumers can make more informed decisions about their food choices. You're listening to Nurses Out Loud on America Out Loud Talk Radio. I'm your host, Nurse Kimberly Overton. Before we get started today, I do want to encourage our listeners, if you have questions or comments, or perhaps you want to share your own experiences with what you're seeing on the front lines of healthcare, you can submit those to any of the hosts by visiting americaoutloud.com forward slash nurses out loud. From there, you can select the name of the nurse you'd like to direct it to from our drop-down menu. We would love to hear from you. We encourage all of you to engage in the battle and find your voice in this fight. But until you're able to do that, we will continue to be that voice for you. Joining me today to delve into this important topic is functional medicine practitioner, continuing education provider, and board-certified nurse coach, Melissa Schreibfetter. Melissa owns and operates Integrative Nurse Coaching, a functional medicine practice in Nashville, Tennessee, and she is the founder of Functional Medicine for Nurses, a mentorship program designed to provide education on the fundamentals of functional medicine with the mission to help nurses break away from the conventional sick care model and thrive in a parallel healthcare system that focuses on true health and wellness. She is a graduate of the University of Texas Health Science Center and has received advanced training from the Institute for Functional Medicine, the School of Applied Functional Medicine, and the Nurse Coach Collective. She's also been an integral part of the Nurse Freedom Network since its very early inception. She has joined me on here before, and I am thrilled to have her back. Melissa, thanks for joining me again for the show. Thank you for having me, Kimberly. I'm so happy to be here with you today. Absolutely. You know, we, if I, I think I would love to have you come do the show with me every single episode. I think we would do great. What do you think? Maybe we can talk about that. It'd be amazing. <laughs> I mean, I know that we, we probably spent 30 minutes just talking before we started to record anyway. So again, yeah. we don't run, we don't really run out of things to say when we're together. Absolutely. No, there's, and there's definitely no shortage of topics that we could delve into, but you know, this one I think is a really, really important one. Um, so here just recently, you know, I am, you know, it's a journey, right? I'm on a journey, just like we, we all are. Um, but on my journey to trying to find better health and nutrition for myself, I know, you know, recently I sent you a text message, if you remember a couple of weeks back, and of a food label. And it was a, a green, what was it, a green smoothie or um, something that I had bought at the store. 
And it, you know, you look at the label and it looks healthy, right? I think, oh, this is a good choice for me. Um, but I wanted to run it by you. You know, you're kind of the expert in that area. So I sent you a, a picture of it and I was like, I don't know about this. It, it looks healthy and it seems healthy, but it only cost me a dollar. So <laughs> I'm guessing that, you know, this is not, this. these are these like deceptive practices that I had talked about in my intro. So I think it's important. Let's, let's talk about that. Let, let's talk about the way that these different companies use these deceptive practices. Yeah. Yeah. I remember you sent me that picture and I told you to throw it away. Yes. <laughs> but, um, but, but yeah, so um, the, these companies, they are marketing geniuses. They know how to get us to buy their crap. And, uh, you know, from in America, we just have so much access to processed packaged convenience foods and people are starting to shift. A lot of people are wanting to eat healthier and cleaner. And these companies know that. So they know how to package up their crap and make it look like, um, like market it um, as a health food. So, um, and, and there's also a lot of, um, you, you know, in the U.S., um, we, of course, um, you and your listeners are very, very well aware of the FDA and their loose regulations. So when we talk about um, developing nations around the world, um, the U.S. has very lax um, policies um, surrounding what we allow in our food supply. And, and we have multiple um, additives and chemicals and all kinds of synthetic ingredients that are allowed in our food supply that are actually banned in other countries due to known adverse health effects. And uh, also with legislation, so a company can um, market something as a health food, and then they can put the word natural flavor on there, which natural flavor can be used for really, it can be any nasty ingredient as long as the initial ingredient was originally derived from something naturally. So they could take wow. something like soy that was derived naturally and then add, modify it, add all kinds of chemicals to it. And they don't have to put the list of all of those ingredients. They just have to put natural flavor. And then we also see this is happening with cleaning ingredients too. Like a lot of people are wanting to do the green cleaning and things like that. So they may pick something up that looks really nice. It looks like maybe a little old grandma made it at like a mom and pop shop, but um, it actually contains fragrance, which is like the natural flavor of cosmetics and personal care products where that can contain really any list of chemicals. They don't have to um, put what's actually in it because it's considered um, a proprietary blend. And then this is happening because we have these big, big companies that spend a lot of money um, lo lobbying um, for this like loose legislation because we know, of course, um, it costs more to make a high quality product and then resell it. Um, you make so much more profit if you're able to use synthetic ingredients and chemicals and other, you know, crap ingredients and then sell it to the public. So, so it's really, really important um, that we're informed consumers and we're making sure that we're, you know, reading the labels and, um, you know, doing our own research and, and um, really making sure that we have 
um, we're buying as much real food as, as possible. Yeah. And, you know, to your point, it's not only about the food that we consume. It's it's so much more than that. Right. It's, you know, what we uh, use, the lotions we use, the cosmetics we use, all of the, I mean, our, our skin is the largest organ on our body and everything is absorbed through our skin. And we just don't think of the majority of people, especially Americans, for whatever reason, just don't think about, you know, what we are doing. They could be eating a great, healthy diet. But if we're not thinking about the, the creams, lotions and other toxins that we're, um, you know, getting it, bringing into our bodies, then, you know, we're, we're no better off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, it, it's so silly because um, years ago, um, of course, the experts, you know, the same experts that just happen to be wrong about everything were saying, oh, no, no, if you rub it into your skin, it doesn't get into your bloodstream. <laughs> we know right. that that is false. Mm-hmm. And um, you may have heard this past year, there were several uh, hand sanitizer brands that were being recalled because of very harmful ingredients. And then there's also been some information about certain brands of sunscreen that actually contained cancer-causing ingredients. And so, um, and, and then the same thing with um, a lot of just personal care products in general, they're just, it's, this stuff is just not well-regulated. So we cannot assume that because something is on the shelf at the supermarket, that that is safe, that that's safe. And then also when we talk about um, these types of things that are in, um, you know, cosmetics, foods, all kinds of things, um, we know that there is about 80,000 chemicals that are available for use today in commerce. Um, The FDA has safety tested about less than 1% of those. And then also there's really no data and information for people about when we have all of these different chemicals that are circulating throughout the body, we don't know that the synergistic effect that that has on our system as a whole. And we do know that um, in our country, goodness, um, I know we both suffer with autoimmune conditions. Autoimmunity is on the rise like crazy. Same thing with autism and um, chronic disease rates. We know that in the U.S., um, 54% of the U.S. youth are chronically ill, um, yet it's still not common practice for primary care providers and pediatricians to educate on organic food and clean products and things like that. And I, I just cannot imagine these these children who, um, you know, are basically being fed chemicals and having toxins and all these things rubbed into their skin and um, pumped full of, of heavy metals and all of these things that we're exposed to, how their systems are handling that at such a young age with these tiny bodies. And, um, you know, when we talk about toxicity and how it's implicated in multiple different disease processes, especially with things like autoimmune, because we know that there is a toxicity component with autoimmune. Toxicities can dysregulate the immune system. And then that's how we end up with um, these autoimmune components in the body. And it can also expand into multiple other chronic disease processes. But this is so well established in the medical literature about how toxicity is causing um, chronic um, health conditions, yet it's 
still just being ignored in conventional medicine. And I think if the average person went into their average PCP and said, do you think that maybe my diabetes or my autoimmune is related to the toxicity, their physician would look at them like, like a deer in the headlights, you know? Exactly. And, it, and it's true that like, yes, we do have organs of detoxification, like our liver and our, our kidneys and all of these amazing processes that our body does, but we're not living in the natural environment that God created for us. We're exposed to all kinds of things that the body has no business being exposed to on a daily basis. Yep, you're so right. And it's almost like, you know, to your point earlier that you said, you know, we don't have the education uh, out there for all of this, yet we know the, the toxic load that we're taking in is absolutely just, it's insane. But there's no real education in the conventional system. It's almost as if they want to keep us sick. Do you think that they want to keep us unhealthy? Um, yeah, I have no doubt about that. I mean, when, mm -hmm. and, and, and again, like, you know, we, we've seen this. If you just know, if you just know history, I mean, it wasn't that long ago that the Surgeon General was telling pregnant women it was okay to smoke cigarettes, you know? Very true. And then when looking back at all of the shenanigans that the trusted experts put us through with COVID, literally every single thing they told us to do was wrong and made everything worse. So um, yeah, I, I, I do not think that the government has any type of incentive to actually see us healthy and thriving. And, um, you know, recently, like, you know, when I, I just think, when, when I just think that um, the government cannot do anything stupider, they go and they do something else <laughs> to exactly. top, like the last idiotic thing that they did. But um, I, I'm sure you heard about um, the massive study that came out through the Tufts Food Compass, which was like a government funded study, which is touted as the most comprehensive science based nutrient profiling system to date. And they concluded that Lucky Charms were healthier than eggs, beef. Oh my milk. <laughs> they had like Cheerios at the very top rank. Oh and I'm just kind no of no nutritional like, value in cereal, even your you healthy know, cereals. I, mean, I, I feel I like. I feel like they got away with so much during COVID that they're really just, I mean, they're just putting whatever out there that they can. Um, but, um, but yeah, but, but I, I will say like, um, even just in, in my practice, I'm starting to see people coming to me who were very, very mainstream, trusting of their doctors, that they're picking up on this kind of stuff now. And they're kind of becoming resistant to this system because it's become so blatantly obvious, even, you know, a regular person who's just really busy trying to get through the day, you you can't not see this stuff. <laughs> um, and it just doesn't sit well with people, all these things that don't make sense. And then also we know that there's a childhood obesity problem, you know, mm -hmm. probably because we promote foods like Lucky Charms, and and, and now the government is um, considering pizza as a vegetable and Lunchables <laughs> as healthy choices for kids' school lunches. But we have a massive childhood obesity problem, and now the American, um, actually one in five children, I have my statistics with me, one in five children in the U.S. are struggling with obesity, and the American Pediatric Association is now saying that children over the age of 12 um, for obesity can go on weight loss drugs and have bariatric surgery. 
I mean, which, well, I mean, I guess I shouldn't be surprised. I mean, look at all the other surgeries they're trying to do. Like, they're trying to do gender-affirming surgeries on children right now. So I guess I shouldn't be too terribly surprised that they would do weight loss surgeries on children versus, you know, just actually introducing them to a healthier diet and healthier lifestyle. Um, just nothing surprises me anymore. Well, and, and, and there is a pattern here. Um, you know, the type type of things that they recommend um, tend to be things that will generate a lot of revenue for the system in the future. And, and, and again, like with the gender affirming surgeries, um, we know that after the surgeries, um, that these people either have these people who are really suffering. You know, they tend to have um, the suicide rate stays the same or it gets worse. And then also when we do this to a child, they then are going to be dependent on hormone treatments for the rest of their lives. And we don't know these long-term implications of giving children puberty blockers, hormones, and then they usually need psychotropic medications as well. Because when you think about it, like if you're, um, if you, if you're a female, you're not supposed to be taking um, male hormones. Like, what is that going to do to your mind and your body? You know, we're really, really fighting against nature right now. And um, we really should be um, kind of working towards serving people and helping people to be healthy and kind of um, support them and, and choices that are going to be um, supportive of like their best health interest. Oh, exactly. And, you know, I think that the last thing that we need is to be introducing more psychotropic drugs. I mean, that's a whole other, that's a whole other topic, a whole other episode that we could do on the overuse of these types of medications. And, um, you know, in my, in my mind, I really think that we have, um, just really injured and just made, just maimed an entire generation of children mm -hmm. on these psychotropic drugs. And we can relate that back to things like these uh, school shootings, which we just unfortunately um, saw the horrific events uh, right where, where we're from in Nashville. Um, you know, I don't know that that uh, particular individual was on psychotropic drugs, but I will say that I would not be surprised. Yeah, and, and that is one thing um, I'm really, really passionate about. So I, I actually used to be a psych nurse, um, mm -hmm. and I've seen that a lot of these um, psychiatric medications, um, so many of them have side effects of suicidality, homicidal ideation, aggressive behavior, and that is a commonality that I feel like no one talks about is these um, mass shooters that we've had, almost all of them have been on some type of psychotropic medication and they haven't released, um, you know, what happened with the uh, sh recent shooter in Nashville. Um, but, um, but yeah, I think that's really something that needs to be addressed. And, and then also, you know, there was that, uh, oh goodness, that poor I, I feel my heart really goes out to her, the um, nurse midwife who was on a cocktail of psychotropic medications and she was experiencing command hallucinations, went into psychosis and murdered her three children. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then we're not, I mean, I mean, I, I, and when I saw that list of medications that she was on, I was just thinking this is medical negligence. And also when we talk about, you know, psychiatric illness and things like that, and again, the medical system looks at what the problem is and then okay how can we reduce the symptom with the medication there's no thought about 
what is causing it? What's going on here? And for an example, with um, mothers who are experiencing postpartum depression, we know that there's an association between elevated homocysteine levels and postpartum depression. We also see that with um, just mental health illness in general. And that's a marker that's like an amino acid that can build up in the blood when the body's having a hard time methylating, which is a complicated process of detoxification. Um, we also know um, that certain other toxicities, like if somebody is, you know, um, has been exposed to toxic mold, that that can present as neurological issues, psychiatric issues, multiple different symptoms, but really um, it's not standard to look into those things. So that's why I really, really love and appreciate functional medicine because it really is about um, helping this, helping this individual to get to the root of what is causing these issues. You know, I mean, so many of us that are suffering with chronic illness, were not born this way. It developed over time. And there was something that triggered it, something that we were exposed to or some type of deficiency or infection that we have. And also, um, you know, helping people to regulate their stress response. I see people all the time that are in like, a chronic state of fight or flight and people know oh, we've met yes you've met me absolutely that's where i feel yeah. like i'm at <laughs> i feel uh-huh. like these last like year and a half i feel like i am in just a constant state of fight or flight so i can actually really really relate to that um and but you're you're 100 right and nobody is looking for the root cause it's just you know another uh prescription medication and another band-aid that we're slapping on and then you know one uh, medication leads to a side effect to another medication that we add on to take care of that. And then we have just all of these medications that who knows what they're doing in conjunction to our bodies. Um, and to your point about um, the, the nurse midwife, um, the tragic story, but you know, she should not be the only one on trial. I think we need to have big pharma and every single practitioner who thought it was somehow acceptable to have that woman prescribed all of these different medications at the same time. I mean, what is yeah, it, it's unsafe. When I saw that list, I, I was just like, that, that's such medical negligence, yeah. you know? And, How and many were I, on that list? I heard differing things. I heard 13 initially, which just um, kind. It was it was a lot. Yeah. Like, it, I, I would say it was upwards around 10 or maybe even more. And this was a pit, this was like a petite female. So, okay. um, and, and, um, also, um, and, and again, when we talk about like the types of things um, that, that we're exposed to, so um, it is really <clears throat> remarkable to me how much healing I see with just teaching people to stop putting toxins in your body, stop consuming toxins, <laughs> de-stress and sleep. Sometimes just with simple interventions, um, we can actually see major progress in the body. And I see like a certain percentage of people that really just by getting like the lifestyle and nutrition factors under control, that um, we're really able to to support the body's self-healing mechanism. And I'm really, really strong believer that God has designed our bodies to heal itself, um, heal themselves. However, 
when we're constantly being exposed to all of these toxins and stress and things like that, the body has a difficult time doing what it does best. Um, and then also when you were mentioning about the pharmaceuticals that people people are on, in the US, um, we consume over 60% of the world pharmaceutical supply. And that includes what we are giving to the animal feed because the US is really, really bad about feeding these conventional animals crap and then they get sick. So then they have to be on all these antibiotics and then we eat the food. So yep. <laughs> I, that's why I'm a big believer of supporting local farms, choosing organic as much as possible. But because we have an issue with overprescription of pharmaceutical drugs, this residue is that this pharmaceutical residue does get into the water supply. So it's really, really important to get a good water filter because I see a lot of people are using like, you know, these really simple Brita fridge filters and things like that, but that's not getting out the fluoride mm -hmm. and the pharmaceutical residue and the other chemical byproducts that are found in the municipal water supplies. Oh, and it's so important. I mean, hydration is, and, and many of it, you know, I don't hydrate well. I've actually started doing much better. I got my little Kangen uh, water machine, which I absolutely love. And uh, since then, I've started, you know, hydrating more. But it's so important, to your point, to, you know, they're coming at us from every angle, right? That whether it be the food that we eat, the water we drink, the air that we breathe, they are coming at us, right? All of these, just the, the toxic poisons that are all around us, we have to start being more aware and more conscientious about what we put into our bodies. There are some things that I never thought about looking for whatever reason a couple weeks ago i decided to read the label on the um, dishwasher detergent that i use and it was really interesting because i was about to do a show an episode with mike kohler um, from parents against uh, peg and who knew that polyethylene glycol was actually in the dishwashing detergent I yeah, know. yeah. And, um, and also, um, so indoor air quality can be significantly worse than outdoor because, you know, we buy all of this different furniture that may have flame retardants and things like that. And people all those are cleaning their homes. Yeah, endocrine disrupting chemicals, all of that. Well, yeah, with all these like chemical based cleaners and things like that, and that all gets into the air, into your home. And, um, but, and, and then also with the cleaning supplies. So the companies are not required to list the ingredients on the label. Um, so if you purchase something from a company, um, you may, you may need to call them directly to actually learn what's in it, but then also so if they have it listed as fragrance, they don't have to disclose with you what is actually um, in the title fragrance that they're using. So, um, and again, um, some brands are better than others, um, but um, you, you, you can purchase clean brands of, you know, cleaning supplies and things like that. And you can actually even make your own. Um, there's a lot that I do at home just with like, you know, water and vinegar. Um, also, Dr. Bronner's is a really good brand. Of, um, it's just regular castile soap that you can use as, as um, you know, you can use it as dish detergent. You can use it for clothes. You can use it with multiple different things. Um, Aunt Fanny's is also a good brand that you can purchase online. Now, seventh generation, I always like to give somebody something that um, when I'm working with people, they're already so overwhelmed. So I don't want to be like, oh, you've got to go get all of your personal care products online and they're all going to be really expensive. Like I like to give them 
an alternative that they can get at a local store. Um, seventh generation, very big company, not really a fan of the company, um, but they do have some items that um, are, I, I, I would say, are acceptable. But for those, I, I would just double check because it kind of differs per product. But that's something that you can get really at just about any like chain grocery store. Yeah. And I think that, you know, when we come back, I do want to talk about, you know, some, some how do we get started? How can we, you know, work and tell our listeners, um, you know, what are some good resources? You're, you're giving out some great brand information. So let's, let's talk about when we come back from break, you know, what we can do to get started right now, aside from just trying to kind of changing the, the brands, but what can we start to do that's really simple, um, to to start being more conscientious even if that's you know reading labels or or what let's let's talk about some resources to give the listeners because i know in this busy world that we live in um it, you know convenience is key but we've we've got to figure out a better way um because we are again we are we are suffering from the toxic load that we are putting on ourselves America Out Loud Talk Radio plays on the iHeartRadio network. You can listen on our media player from any web browser anywhere in the world. We have the best in-class apps available on Apple, Android, or Alexa 24-7. Great talk radio. All of our shows go to podcast the following day. You can hear them on apps such as Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, iHeart Podcast, and many more. Be sure to subscribe and rate the show on Apple Podcasts for me. I'll catch you on the other side of this break. Stay with us. It's time and this is World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. The Wellness Company's Chief Medical Board designed every supplement and medical protocol with your health in mind. From groundbreaking supplements like the Spike Support Formula to unique care like Freedom from Big Pharma. Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be with a company that shares your values. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free, love it, or your money back, guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code out loud. Hey everyone, Nurse Kimberly here. I want to tell you about these amazing products from Genesis. I am loving the UX4 Stationary HOCL Atomizer. Now don't be fooled by its sleek design because this machine packs a powerful punch. It uses an ultrasonic atomization technique to create a dry mist that turns into droplets and gas, delivering active ingredients throughout the room. And when you add an HOCL cleaning solution, it is effective in reducing 99.99% of germs and allergens. The hypochlorous is the body's first line of defense in response to injury and infection. 
It is 100 times more effective than chlorine bleach at killing pathogens such as bacteria, viruses, mold, and mildew. It's hypoallergenic, non-toxic, non-cytotoxic, and safe for use around children, pets, and plants. Now more than ever, it is so important to be sure that we are disinfecting the surfaces in our homes and in the air that we breathe. But constantly wiping down surfaces can be time-consuming and costly. The set it and forget it technology of the UX4 makes it a perfect fit for our busy lives. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see videos of these products in action. Be sure to use promo code out loud to save 15% off either the fogger or the atomizer. Thanks Genesis for helping me to keep my home safe and disinfected. The out loud truth was the rallying call that started it all. A wide spectrum of programming from world and political news to societal, your health, and cultural stories. Seven amazing years of news stories, informative podcasts, and great talk radio. America Out Loud Talk Radio. The liberty and justice for all. Welcome back to Nurses Out Loud on America Out Loud Talk Radio. I'm your host, Nurse Kimberly Overton. Wherever you're listening from today and whatever you're doing, I thank you for giving me the gift of your time. Let's jump right back in. If you're just joining us, we've been talking with registered nurse, Melissa Schreibfetter. Melissa, welcome back. Thank you for having me, Kimberly. Absolutely. So before we went to break, we talked a little bit about the different uh, types of deceptive practices that some of these companies will use um, in order to, you know, greenwash uh, their their nutrition. And really, it leads people um, to think that they are doing the right thing, think that they are uh, eating a healthy diet when in all actuality, they are not. Um, They're just eating uh, crap in a pretty package, I guess is a good way to, (laughs) to say it. Um, but we want to start talking about what are some things, what are some resources and some things that our listeners can do right now um, to start changing and, and turning that that tide to start living a healthier life and being more aware of these types of practices. So I put together just a simple list of three things that you guys can start doing right now to see massive improvements in your health. And um, the first one is getting a clean water source. So I know we talked earlier about all of these shocking things that are found in our water supply, and that can make a massive difference in your health. Because when we think about how important it is to properly detoxify and flush these things out, and we know the human body is really, really resilient when we give it what it needs, Um, I find that most people that are dealing with like chronic pain, fatigue, constipation, things like that are just not getting enough fluid intake. So you want to make sure that you're drinking at least half of your body weight and ounces of water daily that is filtered. So the filters that I recommend, and and again, there's a lot of water filters out here, but just um, ones that I have 
specific experience with. I do recommend reverse osmosis that is remineralized because reverse osmosis is one of the um, very few filtration methods that does remove fluoride. Um, a countertop filter that I like is called AquaDrew. Um, there also is another filter that's a carbon filter called Berkey, which you can add on a fluoride filter. Um, also, another source of water is um, spring water. Um, but again, we want to like reduce, you know, our um, use of plastic because of the leaching. So Mountain Valley Spring Water, that's a company that they source responsibly and you can actually have um, water delivered to you in um, glass coolers. So that's definitely really important one is the water. Number two, eat real food. And again, um, I, I was, um, I grew up, I was born in the 80s. Um, I was an 80s baby. I know what it's like to, I know I was so conditioned to think that food comes out of a box. So just trying to retrain how you think about food, about eating food in its natural form. So, um, you know, eating, the, having the majority of your foods that are foods that don't require a food label, like an organic sweet potato, apples, dark leafy greens, um, responsibly sourced um, animal protein. So, um, and another thing I wanted to add in about these, um, um, because again, like, um, it, it is nice to have, you know, a wrap or something or, or, you know, some yogurt or something like that, that is store-bought, but just make sure that if you do buy something in a package, make sure it's organic, read the ingredients, um, some tricks that I'm seeing from companies is, um, they're adding in, um, oils that are really inflammatory. Like we know canola oil is very bad, but now they're using oils that are just as inflammatory. Um, the other seed oils like sunflower oil, safflower oil. So when you see any type of seed oil that's in a product, most of the times those have been heated up. And we know that when we heat up things like seed oils, it oxidizes and that can be really damaging for the body and can really cause like an inflammatory cascade. Um, I do have a freebie for your listeners. Um, you, um, if you go to my website, integrativenursecoaching.com, um, there's a little pop-up for my anti-inflammatory meal template. That's kind of a guide based on, you know, eating whole foods. And I also have like a list of ingredients to avoid, you know, if you are shopping, but um, make sure that you shop the perimeter of the grocery store. So um, they really get us when we go in between those aisles with all of the marketing and things like that. Um, number three, Get at least eight hours of sleep. And um, working on your sleep is going to help with your stress response too. But I find that um, so many people are having issues sleeping. And what so many of us don't realize is all of these screens that are around us yes. constantly, um, they expose us to a lot of artificial blue light. Artificial blue light actually suppresses the body's ability to properly produce melatonin. Um, and it also is something else that further upregulates our stress response. And when we talk about healing the body and really getting those self-healing self mechanisms going, we know that the body heals when we're in that deep restorative sleep. Um, so making sure that you do like a relaxing activity at night, Turn off the electronics, even consider getting a pair of um, 
blue blocking glasses. Um, you can get a pair of those on, on Amazon for, for $30 because um, we know that all of these artificial lights, they really mess with the signaling and interfere sleep. Um, so those are just, you know, three simple things that you guys can start working on. And um, I really do think that focusing on this, you can see massive improvement in your health. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for giving us, you know, some some options because I think it's it's just so overwhelming for people. You know, we we've been in this. I know I'm just, you know, just even speaking for myself, we've been um, most of us on this this sad diet, the standard American diet, which is very sad indeed. Um, but we've been on that for a lot of us our entire lives, right? With maybe little periods of trying to, you know, do better, or eat better, or go on these like fad diets. But really what it comes down to is we need to make lifestyle changes entirely. We can't just continue to do these, um, you know, diets every now and then get, get healthy, lose a, lose 20 pounds, feel great. And then just go right back to our old eating habits. That doesn't work. I think that we've seen that over and over again, that's been proven. So we need to make these real, um, lifestyle changes. And even if it's just a small change, like just shopping the perimeter of the grocery store or, you know, just really paying attention and start reading those food labels. Um, because when you do start reading the food labels, I feel like once you start actually looking at what you're consuming, it really does help with your mindset and to change it and make you more aware of what you're putting into your body. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. And, and, and you're right. Like, I mean, I, I think that um, I, I kind of compare it to a weight loss program, like say that you really, really want to lose weight and you finally get on an amazing program and you lose 20 pounds, you feel fantastic. You're not going to want to go back to, to like what caused you to gain the weight in the first place, you know? So I like to teach people that don't look at this like a chore. Like when you're shifting to eating healthier foods, um, think about how those foods support your body and are going to help to heal the body. And also you want to look at motivating factors because again, we are surrounded by bad food. We're surrounded by convenience food. And whenever I work with a client, um, I don't ever start them out on any type of strict dietary plan or anything like that. I want to address their sleep and their stress first, because if you are stressed out and sleep deprived, it's going to make it really difficult for you to make those healthy food choices. Mm -hmm. um, but um, we really need to kind of reframe our um, perception around food. It's, it's fuel for our body. And um, I know for me, with my motivation, I got very, very sick after I had my little boy and he's, he's six years old now. Um, but I was really sick and I was scared. And I was thinking, I don't want to feel like this. I don't want to miss his soccer games. And I don't want to be um, a mother that's not present because I'm chronically ill. And I don't want my son to watch me suffer. So even though, um, yes, I do love beer and pizza, I love my son and I love my health more, you know? Exactly. And, um, and and again, like I, I grew up on junk food. I grew up with the convenience foods and the drive-throughs and it wasn't normal for me to spend all this time preparing food. But, um, I, you know, back in the day, this was normal to have home-cooked meals every day. And we kind of need to work this back into like normalcy. Um, so some things that I find can be really helpful getting a good 
anti-inflammatory cookbook. That way you can find some like easy recipes that you can get excited about cooking. Um, some of the cookbook series that I like to recommend are um, Danielle Walker Against the Grain. She uh, is absolutely amazing. Everything I have made out of her cookbook has been wonderful. Um, also getting, you know, um, doing crock pot meals, sheet pan dinners, literally things that you can throw in the oven. Um, also smoothies. If you have a high powered blender, um, I, I was able to get one. I got a, what's it called? A, it's a Vitamix. I got a Vitamix at Costco, refurbished, got a good deal on it. Um, because again, getting like the vegetable intake in because so many of us are just nutrient and mineral depleted and you can do like pick a pick a Saturday to be your prep day and do like a big batch of smoothies and you can freeze them for the whole week. There's always like little hacks that you can, you know, work into your routine to where you're not spending all day in the kitchen and you can get meals together pretty quickly that are healthy. Yeah. And you know what, like call your friends, like call up a friend and be like, Hey, let's spend the afternoon together doing meal prep. I mean, it's always more fun to bring, you know, I think maybe Melissa, maybe you and I can do that. If I ever get back to the state of Tennessee. <laughs> yes, that would be fun. Yeah. No, we yeah. could do like a little, we could make a show out of it. We could. Absolutely. Um, no, like, I had, I, that's a great idea. Let's add that to the to-do list, the cooking yeah. show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, another thing I wanted to bring up, um, is gluten. Oh, <laughs> gluten so, is okay. not our friend. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the, the gluten that we have today, it is not the same gluten that Jesus was eating. So what we have done to it is very, very bad. We have hybridized it to make it all like fluffy and biscuity and we could do all of these amazing things with baked goods. But what we have done is it's basically a Franken food now. Um, it has so much more gliadin in the gluten molecule than is supposed to be there naturally. So what's happening is it's causing massive systemic inflammation. And I remember when I was in my um, 20s, um, well, when I wasn't, you know, uh, eating pizza and drinking beer, you know, when I was like at home during the day, I, if you asked me, I would have been like, oh, I eat really healthy at home because I thought that like my whole wheat triscuits and my hummus coat soaked in canola oil was healthy for me. Oh, you mean that? Oh no! <laughs> uh, yeah, a, a lot of these health foods are being promoted as like, oh, look at this—it's whole wheat. Um, but we know that like the gluten is causing a lot of issues. Yeah. And, and again, um, even if you're getting it organic, it's because it's been so hybridized. Um, we actually have people that um live live in Europe where they have better food quality, and they come over to the U.S. and they get thick from eating like the bread and the pasta and things like that. So, um, and when I know when I went gluten-free because I learned that gluten is not your friend, if you have an autoimmune condition, I thought that that meant shopping the gluten-free bread and cookie aisle, you know? So, <laughs> but I later learned it's like, okay, gluten-free means like, you know, zucchini, butternut squash, grass-fed meat, like just real unprocessed foods. Yeah. And I think, you know, I've been um, really looking into different types of diets, certainly anti-inflammatory. You know, I have multiple autoimmune conditions. I was actually talking with Dr. Urso about a week or so ago, um, and he recommended for me the carnivore diet. Is that something that you would recommend as well? So with the carnivore diet, I know of several people that thrive 
off of that diet. Um, however, um, I would recommend doing that under medical supervision. Um, just because again, a, a, everyone is different. And I've seen this happen time and time again, where, um, with some women, some women can be very, very sensitive to, you know, going too low carb and things like that. Um, so I think that the carnivore diet can be something that can be therapeutic for people for a limited period of time. It's not something that uh, I'm not against it, but it's not something that I typically recommend um, because I find that I see really, really good success with just anti-inflammatory style eating. And I also don't want, I don't like to be too restrictive with people um, because again, we've got to, you know, think about quality of life. Um, but, but again, with carnivore diet, um, that does not mean that like you are only eating meat all the time. Right. It means that like, you know, you're primarily eating meat and you're kind of cutting down on like the fruits and the vegetables because the meat is a staple, but um, there is a lot of, well, there's a whole lot of propaganda right now <laughs> about how meat is unhealthy for us. And um, just like we saw a lot of very bad studies with COVID, we know that they did. Um, there was a study based on China, based out of China years ago that like the American Diabetes Association, the American Heart Association uses. And we have to understand that these studies that are like, oh, red meat's bad for you. Um, they're not differentiating between red meat that you're consuming at a place like McDonald's and consuming pasture-raised organic grass-fed meat. Right. And I think, you know, my my new um the, the thing I do now is I look at I look to the mainstream media and basically whatever they're telling me um not to do. I just do about the opposite of that. So if they're telling me not to do something, I'm going to like do it and do it twice because, because unfortunately I feel like they um, are consistently steering us in the wrong direction. So that's just my, my personal assessment on that. Um, when they tell me not to do something, I do it uh, twice and then go back for a t-shirt. So, <laughs> well, I, you know, me too, but I also think Part of that is like my rebellious streak, you know, if there's like an authority figure that's like, no, no, you can't do that. It just makes me want to do it, you know? Yeah. Um, well, but, just, um, you have to yeah. think of things. And if it doesn't make sense, like if it doesn't make logical sense, especially to those of us who are critical thinkers, like nurses and others who are critical thinkers, if it doesn't make sense, then question it and go from there. You know? Yeah, yeah, and I think there's too much of this just blindly following of authority, especially in the um, healthcare model. But what what you're saying about the food, um, we've seen more um, push from like mainstream media about people eating bugs. Um, bugs, um, that's not people's food. <laughs> it's not healthy for us. Yeah. And there's also a push for these plant based burgers. Um, I know that that's something that. Um, Bill Gates is a huge promoter of. I still don't understand why anybody would receive health advice from somebody that looks like that. But if that's what he's eating, I don't want any part of it. Um, but these plant-based burgers, I I've heard from people that are so well-meaning and they're like, oh, I got this impossible burger. Look how healthy it is. And it has like a jillion different ingredients. And again, there is that oxidized, horrible, horrible canola oil. Um, when you think about how bad canola oil is, um, well, if you have it in your house, dump it out. <laughs> but before you dump it out, smell it. It smells rancid. Yeah. Um, when we get like a good olive oil, it, it should smell like olives. You know, it should smell like the actual food. Right. And do you recommend uh, like coconut oil for cooking? Yeah. <gasps> 
Um, yes, yeah. So I think that coconut oil is also a good option. I, I would say um, olive oil is better for like things like high heat. Um, and then coconut oil is is good for cooking as well. A little bit at a lower heat. Also things like ghee and real butter. Um, a lot of like butter these days, a lot of margarine that you get at the store is also vegetable oil based. But like if you have a relationship with like a farmer, you know, getting like real grass-fed butter locally. I mean, that can be so, so nutritious. Oh yeah. And listen, I stopped, I stopped uh, messing with margarine once I fig- I found out in mm-hmm. nursing school that it was like our chemistry, that it was like one molecule away from plastic. Um, I have not touched margarine since that time. Yeah. So yes, yeah. for the real butter. And, and a lot of these uh, foods that are labeled as um, low fat. Also, what I'm seeing now is a trend of keto friendly because they're like, oh, look, it's processed crap that's low carb. But then you look at the serving size and you might get like some keto friendly um, um, cereal, but then one serving like fits in the palm of your hand. <laughs> and we know that, you know, in the US, we're kind of notorious for like, you know, eating the whole bag of things or drinking the entire bottle. I also see things like kombucha um, that's being marketed as healthy, but then an entire bottle is like 20 to 30 grams of sugar. Wow, that's interesting. Um, you know, and I think that there's a lot to be said for just, it doesn't, I think we overcomplicate things, right? I think that there's a lot to be said for maybe doing some intermittent fasting and just eating good, wholesome food, just good, wholesome food, nothing in a package or wrapper, um, you know, just eating the food that God put on this earth to nourish our bodies and eating to nourish, not eating to, um, you know, to satisfy a craving of any kind, but just to nourish our bodies to operate and to, um, to do what they were meant to do. That's huge. Yeah. And you, you can't go wrong getting back to nature. Like if your great, great grandparents would not recognize it as food, don't eat it. That's a good tip. I actually like, I love that one. Um, you know, and we, we've got just a few minutes left, Melissa, I want to talk about because, you know, so many of us as nurses, and we've we've talked about this before, how nurses historically are not the healthiest of individuals. There have been studies done that show we are actually one of the most unhealthiest populations out there. And many of the nurses, specifically if they are allopathically trained, um, like many of us are, don't know where to start as far as nutrition, because we don't get any, any um any real education on nutrition in nursing school. So even just nursing from a perspective of a more functional medicine, more holistic, I know that that was the the path that I wanted to go on once I realized and felt so betrayed by this system. Um, You have this great mentorship program, um, Functional Medicine for Nurses, and I want you to tell me a little bit about that. I went through it and was uh, amazed. So I guess tell our listeners about it. Um, I was amazed at how incredible this this program was, how easy to follow along and just everything that's included and how well put together it was. Um, I know that you've got another cohort that just started and then you're going to have another one. So I'd love to let these uh, our listeners know um, how they can get more information about that. Yes, absolutely. So now um, you can go to my website, uh, integrativenursecoaching.com, and there's a tab there for nurses mentorship. Um, But um, with the program that I have, super excited about it. Um, It is approved for continuing education hours. And my next cohort does start um, June 1st. So I'm currently um, enrolling for that now. Um, I have an early enrollment offer that is 
$600 off of the total price if you um, enroll um, by um, mid-April. And um, with this program, so I go over the concepts of functional medicine, but how do you actually apply it? And I also talk about how nurses, um, even if you're not advanced practice, you, you can order labs um, for these patients um, and advocate for them and help them help coach them through the lifestyle, nutritional changes, things like that. Um, also, what makes my program unique is I absolutely recognize the vaccine injured. I also recognize um, those that are suffering from um, long COVID, um, early treatment for acute COVID. And then um, I also, um, each enrollment, I do donate a portion of that to the medical funds of the vaccine injured. So, um, so yeah, yes super excited about the program. Um, it's also a great way to get connected with like-minded nurses. Yeah, that's incredible. Like I said, we've had uh, great success. I've had several of the nurses that are coming on board with us at Remnant Nursing um, have gone through this program and have absolutely loved it. And uh, we actually make that a requirement to tear up into our organization, our, our PMA, um, and to be able to provide consults for patients. They need to have that base education in functional medicine, and we very highly recommend um, your program to everyone that, that works with us. So we are going to link up in our show notes uh, so that you'll be able to go directly uh, to the website and enroll in that class. Again, I very highly recommend it. Another great thing that we've got coming up here in Nashville, if you're in the Nashville area or anywhere uh, close by, we have the American Health and uh, Freedom Summit. And as a part of that, we will be doing the American Freedom Nurses Summit. And Melissa will be giving an entire presentation over her mentorship program. So if you're wanting to learn more about that and to link up with like-minded nurses, I sincerely hope you will join us in Nashville. That's going to be April the 28th through the 30th. And you can visit the wellness revolution world tour.com to register and to learn more about that fantastic event. Again, coming to the Nashville area, April 28th through the 30th, we will have nurses, we will have uh, vaccine injured there as well. Um, Melissa, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for everything that you're doing um, to educate, you know, not just nurses, but um, the masses as well on how we can get healthier when um, there's, again, so much coming at us from every different angle. We sure appreciate you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Well, that's all the time that we have for today, friends. But remember, we are here on the air five days a week, Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern with a different nurse host daily. You can also catch the encore at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Please be sure to tune in and listen to myself and my amazing sister nurses. As we walk you through all of these hot topics, we will empower you with information and education. We will advocate and we will stand in the gap for you because we are nurses and this is what we do. I'm your host, Nurse Kimberly Overton. And again, you can find me here every Wednesday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern. Until next time, be safe, be well, and God bless. Be sure to make AmericaOutloud.com your daily stop for all the latest news and happenings. We almost do our part and share the stories, the articles, the podcasts, and videos so we can help secure America's future. Tune in tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern as I hand off the baton to Nurse Michelle. We are in a war for the truth. We are putting out a bounty on the real misinformation and exposing the purveyors of propaganda. Join us weekdays with a different nurse host daily. No topic is off limits as we shine our lights and expose the darkness. 
It's time 